Welcome to Reclaiming Health, the podcast that's going to ignite a fire in you to step up your game in your health journey. My name is Tia. I am the CEO of Tia Mar & Co, a holistic gut coach, yoga meditation teacher, projector, matcha fiend, and cat mom. And I am here to challenge the status quo in how we heal. Having healed from chronic digestive issues, burnout, acne, yeast infections, and chronic fatigue holistically, I combine the science with the spiritual to offer you that alternative to healing you've been desperately searching for. I am so hyped to have you grab a cuppa and let's dive on in. Welcome back, gorgeous humans. Hope you are having the most beautiful day. Today, we're going to talk food sensitivities. Oh my gosh, this is such a big topic right now. I feel like everywhere I look or turn, there's a new food sensitivity, there's a new diet out there for people that are struggling with X, Y, and Z. And I really wanna lean into my own story here with this one and those of our previous clients as well that have come to us with a million different food sensitivities and by the end of working with us, their food sensitivities are no more. And Today, I really want to chat about how a food sensitivity 99% of the time is a symptom of something underlying. So a lot of people come at it from the mindset of, oh, I just have a problem with this food. And, you know, some of these food sensitivities can be things like broccoli, which is like probably one of the best things for us, or onions and garlic, or, you know, we know dairy and gluten is a big one for people. And we're going to chat through that as well today. But I want you to come at it from this angle of questioning, well, why have I suddenly woken up with this sensitivity to a food that is actually healthy for me, right? Because ultimately a healed, strong digestive system, a strong gut, a strong immune system has the capability of eating all foods. Now I'm a testament to that because when I was going through this whole gut healing journey and when I had like chronic bloating to the point where like I looked six months pregnant, you know, and like I would spend my time like sitting on the bathroom floor with this, like on the cold floor, trying to literally cool my stomach down because it was just so inflamed. And that was after I used to eat gluten, right? And I never used to understand. And this goes way, way back. Like I remember back even in my college, my uni days, where I was literally like a walking, talking, walkie, whoopee cushion. My mates were like, Tia, would you ever sort your life out? <laughs> I, when I caught up with my friends last week from Ireland, they literally told me that at one point I had to book a separate hotel room, right? Because I was like, no, no, I'll sleep in the separate bed because I fart a lot. <laughs> And if you haven't checked out my farting reel on Instagram, go watch it. But essentially, and I'm laughing at this, right? Because I became known as the one that just did the stinky farts, right? And I'm going to openly share that with you. And that was also then how I ended up figuring out this path to 
food sensitivity. So I remember I was probably about 18 or so, like this goes way back. And I went in for one of those delicious colonoscopies because I was reacting to certain foods and stuff, right? And they shoved a camera up my butt, away you go, happy days, like great for both people, not. And they came back and they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, You know, maybe you just have IBS. And I was like, what in the hell? I was like, okay, and I went down this pathway of, this is kind of a story for another time in terms of IBS and how I think it's actually a bullshit diagnosis. Yes, I just went there. Um, But back to food sensitivities, I basically then was like, okay, well, I'm going to cut gluten out of my my diet, right? And so my mates literally would carry around gluten-free snacks for me everywhere. Shout out to the girls. I love you both. You legend getting me through college. Um, But then as I kind of got older... I then was like, okay, well, I can't eat gluten. I then suddenly started to develop a problem with dairy. And then later on, I started to develop a problem with like soy and tofu and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, what gives? And there's a, you know, in the marketplace right now, they label all these food intolerance tests and these food sensitivity tests and, and that sort of stuff. And it kind of begs the question to me of the sense of, okay, you know, if we have a food sensitivity, why are we just looking at the food? And why are we not looking deeper as to how we got that in the first place? And I think this is what grinds my gears so much so with just modern day healing. It's very much like oh, well, you've got a problem. It must be localized to that thing. Therefore, there's nothing else that could be causing it. Like, there is no regard for the fact that I might have a big raging overgrowth in my gut. I might have H. pylori. I might have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I might have toxic mold in my gut. Or I might be so goddamn stressed out and have worked myself into a tizzy that when I look at food, my stomach reacts and therefore it's not the food, it's actually the thought process behind the food. (laughs) And so for me, I went through this gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free diet because also every time I'd eat sugar, I'd get a raging yeast infection. And like, I shit you not, like I remember, like I was celebrating something, it was my birthday, I had been off sugar for ages and I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a piece of delicious chocolate fudge cake. And I remember sitting with Dave and I was like, I'm going to relish every bite of this. And I was like trying to tell myself, everything's going to be fine. Your body's strong. La 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 la. And I ate the chocolate cake. And the next day, I probably got the worst yeast infection of my life. And so the food sensitivity was then triggering a response in my gut, which was then causing the symptom, right? So the food sensitivities are in fact a symptom of something underlying. So for me, underlying in my gut was an overgrowth of yeast, which is candida. I also had a bacterial overgrowth. I also had E. coli hanging out in my gut. (laughs) Yay, poo water. And I also then had a leaky gut, which is another buzzword that's thrown around a lot, which again is a symptom of something underlying. And essentially, if you break it down and you look at it, if if this food is going into a gut where the gut is riddled with bacteria, that bacteria 
when it tries to break down the food, if the bacteria is bad, it's going to ferment and cause really bad gas. It's going to cause bloating. Or if your gut is leaky and that food goes in and your body's like, oh my God, that food is basically going into my gut. It's seeping out through my gut lining and then my immune system is flaring up and causing a whole heap of issues. And so what I would ask you to do right now is to start to be curious, right? Because when we just have these blanket statements of, yeah, you you just can't eat gluten, dairy or whatever for the rest of your life, like that disempowers us beyond belief. When ultimately I think that yes, some people now have food allergies and that's a legitimate thing. Like, or some people are celiac and that's a legitimate thing. But if you can't eat broccoli or if you can't eat cabbage or if you can't eat foods that are really good for you, (laughs) then we have to look at what is actually causing that in the first place. And so this is why in our um, in our practice, we run a GI map lab test, which is a stool test, which tests your poop and finds out what is happening in your gut, right? So it doesn't just go, oh, okay, you're allergic to pineapple and you're allergic to all these ridiculous foods that you didn't even know you were sensitive to, but show up in the test. And I'm like, this is bizarre. This can't actually be legitimate right and then what happens is is the knock-on effect of getting a report that has 500 different food sensitivities on it it then gives us a catastrophic amount of food fear where we're like holy fuck what can I eat well I can't eat this and I can't eat that and I can't eat this and I can't eat that and you can imagine then the impact that that has on your brain, on your mind, on your ability to actually trust your body to do what it's meant to do, which is to digest its food, right? And so it creates this really bad relationship with our food, which then lends itself to a whole other demise on a different level because, and I can also attest to this, like I demonized food because I was like, you're the devil, you make me sick. And I created this very unhealthy relationship towards things that actually weren't a major issue. And yes, I will be the first to say, gluten, dairy, sugar are not good for your gut. Gluten causes leaky gut, it turns on inflammation in the body. Dairy, also 75% of the population can't break it down. It can trigger things like acne. It can also feed overgrowths because it's predominantly lactose. Um, And then sugar, we know, is like the worst thing in the world for us, right? Refined sugar. I'm talking about table sugar, right? I'm talking about all the hidden all the hidden levels of glucose that are in our food, right? And this then leads itself to an overgrowth in our gut, which then causes these food sensitivities to keep appearing. And so it's this very much unraveling of, sorry, (laughs) my cat Ted is snoring his brains out. I was like, what's that noise? Anyway, we digress. But lends itself to this vicious cycle where we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to heal my gut because, you know, Tia says that 
adding more foods is good for you. I add more foods, it causes a whole heap of issues, right? So I'm going to give you some client examples here. But first of all, I'm going to take a swig of my delicious ceremonial grade matcha because, you know, matcha is life. Mmm. Delicious. Okay, so I'm going to give you some client um, case studies, basically. We had one client that came to us and she had been down every other road. She was actually working with someone. She had had one of the stool tests done and she basically couldn't eat anything. Like she was reacting to so many foods to the point where she was just like crying, being like, Tia, I just don't even know what to eat. Like legumes, onion, garlic, broccoli, cabbage, like all of these kind of what we've been told are also FODMAP foods. So there's a whole list of things that, you know, people have to avoid or are told to avoid if they have quote unquote IBS. And um, that then also, that's another story. Let's not go there today. <laughs> but she came to me and she was like, Tia, I don't know what to do. Like I had my GA map test. I went on my protocol, um, nothing worked. I did the diet, I still didn't get better. And so alarm bells went in my head because the team and I were like, okay, if she's already done the GI map test, then what else could be going on underlying this? Toxic black mold, like legit, that is a thing, okay? And so we ran a different test for her and her mold levels were through the roof. So she had obviously lived in a moldy apartment or some sort of toxic mold. You know, it might have been in her shower, it might have been in her office, it might have been anywhere. And this was like in her gut, hanging out in her gut. And so the things that she had been put on before obviously weren't enough to kill off the mold, right? So she had all these food sensitivities and I was like, yeah, well, you've got a moldy gut. So of course you got food sensitivities because your gut is full of toxic mold and the food can't be digested properly because your nutri you, your absorption is blocked because um, your body is working so damn hard to try and get rid of this um, mold in your gut. So, you know, we've got to deal with the mold. And so we put her on a protocol and we reduced the mold and we actually got her out of the environment that the mold was in and we cleansed the living bejesus out of her gut now we also optimized several different things as well to be able to support her with that and then once we got her through that she started to play right with these food sensitivities that had literally controlled her life for years and she started to play with things and she started to very slowly like when I say slowly I mean goddamn slowly like we're talking about like a teaspoon at a time guys like literally we do not want to overwhelm our bodies with a, an enormous amount of something that our body isn't used to right so she basically for the amount of time that she was with us she was with us I believe about three months and we essentially had to remove a lot of these trigger foods remove also the foods that she was reacting to initially and then we then reintroduce those foods very very slowly to the point where she's just like oh my god I ate lentils for the first time 
oh my god I ate garlic and onions for the first time or I had a shakshuka or I went out for dinner with my friends and I was able to eat the food that three months prior caused an absolute raucous in my body and like this is the shizzle that gets me out of bed every goddamn morning like we have very much been told that oh you've got food sensitivity yeah cool you're done there you go take this and the modern world is never looking at well hey what's going on in my microbiome what's happening how are my stress levels how's my relationship with food how's my mindset am i running around with this mindset of oh my god that croissant is gonna kill me you like i also saw a post from someone the other day when i put up something about food sensitivity she was like i swear to god spinach scared the shit out of me last year and i was like literally how is this what is going on because she actually had SIBO in her gut, right? And so for her, she's going to be able to most likely reintroduce these foods. And like, this is over a period of time. So for me, like it took me years. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I was in it for the goddamn long run. I was in it for food freedom. Like when I went through cleansing out candida, all of that malarkey that was going on in my gut, when I also understood the role that my nervous system had on this like if I was sitting there afraid of the food and looking at it being like oh, I don't want to eat that piece of sourdough bread because it's actually going to cause a problem like sure as shit is going to cause a problem because I've like told my brain this is going to cause a problem and therefore I go into stress response <laughs> and then my digestion shuts down so it very much lends itself to this conversation in the sense of okay what are my food sensitivities right so make a list of all your food sensitivities then ask yourself could I potentially have something deeper going on in my gut right could I have an overgrowth of something have I ever been so stressed out and just eaten cookies for several weeks on end and therefore potentially may have a problem in my gut that I haven't been able to get rid of was I exposed to parasites? And parasites can come in like our water. They can come on a piece of sushi. Like parasites are legit. Like, yeah, they're not just when you go to a third world country, guys. Seriously. Um, have, I, have I been exposed to mold or a bad environment? Do I use a shed load of chemicals in my home? You know, all of these sorts of things. I mean, you start asking yourself these questions, right? Then if the answer is yes, what move can you make towards figuring out what is underlying all of this, right? And then how can you also optimize your relationship towards the food? How can you also unravel the fear behind it all? How can you also learn about your nervous system, learn about the stress response, how your body works? Like, I mean, being listening to this podcast, you're going to learn a shitload which is fabulous but this also takes work for yourself and so I'm not going to sit here and say that this is easy I'm going to sit here and empower the living shit out of you to go and try and find a solution that's going to work for you not just sticking a lovely plaster over it and be like yeah cool but actually unraveling from these different aspects of your lifestyle 
what is actually going to help me move the needle forward and what is actually going to support me and my body when it comes to unraveling this. And so for me, when I, you know, what was it? The week before last, I was on my hen party. I dove straight headfirst into afternoon tea where I ate scones. <laughs> I ate clotted cream. I ate all those small little cheeky finger sandwiches, which are delicious. I was drinking Prosecco and I was having the time of my goddamn life because I worked so freaking hard to unravel and understand that there was a reason for all of these issues in the first place. And I was not willing to give up, even if it meant that I didn't have to, that I stayed off these foods for two years, I was gonna do it because I was a woman on a mission to not live life fucking terrified of food or not live life with 500 food sensitivities and have to sit there to the waiter and be like, I can't eat this, 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 and this. Because that used to be my life. That literally used to be my life. And I was just like, I don't care what I, whoa. Oh, cool. I got a little bit excited there that I knocked over my mic. <laughs> oh, fun. And I was just, literally did not lose sight of my vision for my health and my vision for getting to the bottom of things. I hope this was like super insightful for you. I'm only an Instagram ping away if you want some support with this, if you actually want to step away from the roller coaster of trying to figure all these things out and ping me on the gram and let me know what you thought of this app. I love you. I'll see you soon. I hope you loved that episode just as much as I loved creating it for you. If you did, we would be so honored if you could share this with two of your besties so we can spread the word about our crazy healing world and help people to move the needle forward in their healing journeys. I love you so much and I can't wait to chat to you soon.